Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, October 21st. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri Democrats are setting their sights this election on a place that was out of reach for decades, West St. Louis County. Having people look at a progressive agenda as no longer a far left swing, right? That it it can be more moderate. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum examines how democratic energy in the suburbs could affect key contests November 3rd. Today is the deadline for Missouri schools to apply for rapid COVID-19 antigen tests from the federal government. The state is supposed to get nearly 2 million and has set aside about half for K-12 schools. Education Department spokeswoman Mallory McGowan says the tests provide results in about 15 minutes and are designed to assess symptomatic individuals. This is not a situation where we're talking about sentinel testing among employees or students or a situation where you would test out of quarantine. The tests could be helpful as cold and flu season begins. If a school nurse can rule out coronavirus, a sick student's classmates will not have to quarantine. Two more regions of Illinois are being put under tighter restrictions by the state in an effort to help slow the spread of the virus. As Hannah Meisel reports, Governor J.B. Pritzker is defending the decision to shut down indoor bar and restaurant service. Nearly one-third of Illinois' 102 counties will be living under mitigations from the Illinois Department of Public Health by the end of the week. Those mitigations include shutting down bar and restaurant service indoors, something more easily done in the summer months when temps were more ideal for outdoor dining. But Pritzker pushed back on his critics this week, citing data on where COVID-19 is spread most often. I mean, we're literally talking about piles of these studies that show that bars and restaurants are spreading locations, significant spreading locations. Just this week, four counties in the Chicagoland area and 20 counties in southern Illinois triggered mitigations. Regions are in danger when their COVID test positivity rate rises above 8% for three consecutive days. I'm Hannah Meisel. New research shows Quincy made major changes to how it treats water shortly before a Legionnaire's disease outbreak at the local Illinois Veterans Home. That outbreak five years ago killed 12 and sickened dozens more. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports. In late 2014, before the Legionnaires outbreak, the Quincy water treatment plant switched to a different disinfectant while updating its facilities. Afterwards, the concentration of disinfectant in Quincy's water dropped by half, according to public records obtained by researchers at Virginia Tech. Water researcher William Rhodes says that may have allowed Legionella bacteria to grow. This seemingly minor change that never violated the law was really something that we think negatively impacted the water quality. This could explain why four Quincy residents with no connection to the veterans' home contracted Legionnaire's disease that year, says Rhodes. The water treatment plant has since switched back to the original disinfectant. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Boeing has received a $30 million contract from the U.S. Navy for advanced missile technologies in St. Louis. 
The company will work with the Navy's Air Warfare Center Weapons Division to co-develop what it calls the Supersonic Propulsion-Enabled Advanced Ramjet Flight Demonstrator. Boeing says it will help make carrier air wing strike fighters more lethal against threats in the next decade. Boeing and the Navy plan to fly the demonstrator in late 2022. Missouri Republicans have been politically dominant in nearly every part of the state since President Donald Trump's election, with one big exception, St. Louis County. Trump's policies and tone appear to have energized county residents like never before. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum explores how Trump malaise among white suburban voters could make a big impact on this election. Sally Sandy lives close to Eureka, Missouri, one of the more Republican parts of St. Louis County. It also happens to be in the 2nd Congressional District, which is one of the most competitive U.S. House races in the nation. While Sandy doesn't believe Eureka is becoming a Democratic haven, she has noticed that a lot more people in and around there are getting energized and organized ahead of the November 3rd election. You know, immediately after Trump's election, I felt like I was alone in a sea of fish that were not like me. And a lot of especially women, found each other. And immediately we found that we were not alone. Sandy's observation is part of a growing body of evidence that previously Republican parts of St. Louis County are becoming more and more amenable to Democratic candidates. That's a big reason why places previously solid for the GOP, like Missouri's 2nd District, are toss-ups this year. And it's not just anecdotal. Democrats have captured state house seats in St. Louis County that were previously Republican. And as 2nd District Democratic hopeful Jill Shoup notes, people like her opponent, Congresswoman Ann Wagner, are facing much tougher races in the district that includes parts of St. Louis, St. Charles, and Jefferson counties. There are Republicans, people from both parties, who have come forward and said they are supporting me. There is a real enthusiasm for change in this district. There are a number of theories behind this political shift, primarily centering around voter disdain for Trump's policies and tone. Baldwin resident Sue Abuzide says Trump's assumption that the suburbs are lily white is wrong, especially given that western St. Louis County is becoming more racially diverse and more assertive in decrying racial injustice. More so now, people have a member of their own family who is either Um, you know, of a different race or um, just not white or maybe not, you know, a a white Christian, I guess I should say. And Renee Werner says Trump's presidency prompted people to re-examine Democratic policies. Werner lives in Kirkwood, which previously was Republican-leaning but is now considered a Democratic stronghold during the era of Trump. Having people look at a progressive agenda of no longer a far left swing, right? But it it can be more moderate. For her part, Wagner, the Republican incumbent in the 2nd District, is trying to emphasize that she and Trump are not one and the same. We have a, 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 a extreme difference, certainly in tenor, in tone, in in tweet storms. But Wagner takes issue with the belief that people in the 2nd District are warming to Democratic ideas. I do believe that his policies, many and most of his policies, have been very, very sound. 
uh, for the United States of America. State Senator Andrew Koenig is a Manchester Republican who is running for re-election against Democratic State Representative Deb Lavender. Like Wagner, he's facing a much tougher road this year, and he acknowledges that Trump is making things harder for him. But he also says that when he goes door to door, he's finding people are still with him on the issues. You know, the two issues um, that I would say most um, constituents are talking about is that's law and order. And we're on the right side of that issue. I'm I'm the only one endorsed by um, the Fraternal Order of Police. And then the other issue is taxes. Um, People do not want to be overtaxed. But Lavender says that people in the 15th district, which includes places like Baldwin, Manchester and Kirkwood, are becoming more adept at spotting differences between candidates on issues like health care, abortion rights and environmental policy. That's one of the reasons why she feels she's been able to gain traction in a place that wasn't competitive four years ago. I think Trump's presidency has been part of what has been changing this and more so because it has pointed out the differences in people in the suburbs and what they're looking for. West St. Louis County resident Susan Moore says she's heartened that a more competitive political atmosphere prompted better voter engagement. She's also hoping for more civility in the future. You know, we went through a Democratic era and we've gone through a Republican era and we'll, we'll, we'll be fluid, I think. And that's, I think that's the beauty of living in our country. Um, I think the thing that's missing is respect for other opinions and listening to other people and what they have to say. Political observers from around the country will be watching whether some St. Louis suburbs will reject Republicans or keep them in office. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.